Welcome to the Money Mindset Podcast, where you will find the inspiration and motivation you need to manage your money better so you can stress less and live the life you want. Hey, it's Ashley with Budgets Made Easy and the Money Mindset Podcast. Today we are talking to Kyle about how he paid off $60,000 in student loan debt. He has gone on to pay off his mortgage and a car loan and quit his full-time job so that he can have the freedom to travel and live the life he wants. And that is what I want for you paying off debt helps you just have that freedom of options and choice in your life. And so if you are ready to get started on paying off debt, come join me in the next Debt Paid Off Made Easy course. It's starting soon. Right now you can join the waitlist at budgetsmadeeasy.com slash join. And now here is Kyle's story. Hi, Kyle. It's I'm so glad to have you with us today. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, this month we are talking about paying off debt and, you know, really inspiring other people to get excited about it because, you know, nobody wants to deal with their debt. They don't want to think about it. But once you get excited about paying it off and you get past that initial fear, it is so freeing. And so I really love sharing debt payoff stories because it inspires other people to make the commitment and start the journey. And so I'm really excited to hear about your journey to paying off debt. Um, and we haven't talked already, so actually I don't even know the details. So I'm going to hear it along with everybody else. But you've paid off over, well, really over $60,000, but just $60,000 in student loans plus your mortgage and a car loan and like all the things so uh, before we dive into like all the details about how you did it kind of what started your journey can you just kind of give us a little bit of background about yourself yeah thanks ashley i think you know obviously very exciting to be able to share this and you know it's a long journey to yeah. get to this point and um takes a lot of just sort of patience and um so happy to you know, share my story as well. And hopefully this inspires others, you know, to do the same. Um, so, you know, I went to, uh, you know, here from Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota, and I went to a, you know, out-of-state college. Um, and as a result of that, right, out-of-state tuition is not cheap, uh, mm -hmm. even at state schools. And, um, you know, I, I always was kind of instilled growing up, just sort of a hardworking mentality. I always had a job, like, as soon as I was able to get one, right? Like, Mm -hmm. even in high school. And, um, you know, so when I went to school, like that was still precedent that I would, you know, have to kind of work to be able to finance my, you know, my school schedule, um, you know, books, food, entertainment, all of that mm -hmm. good stuff. Um, but everyone knows, right, how expensive college is now that um, even if you do have a job, um, that's not going to cover your, you know, you're not going to be able to cover your, all of your tuition. Too, right. right. So, I was fortunate enough to I, that my student loans could have been a lot more um, than sixty thousand, but since I was able to kind of finance uh, some of it by working, and I do think that helped a lot because it started to set that precedent for me of mm -hmm. just um, making it a focus to have that number be as small as possible, even if it means just you know small numbers of like you know even two hundred dollars of spending money, right? Um, that that has a ripple effect to eventually what your student loans could be. Mm -hmm. And so I sort of had that and 
that baseline, right? When I was at school and, um, but it really didn't come to like true dollar figures until I graduated and I got my first job, right? And I started working in Chicago in investment banking and I'm sitting there, you know, working long hours, sitting under the fluorescent, you know, lights at mm-hmm. 8 p.m. And it hit me, I'm like, I, you know, that was my first time creating a personal capital account. And I refreshed, my, I, you know, looked at my net worth and it was negative. I'm like sitting there and, you know, it was, hum- it's humbling because you end up getting a good job, but then you think like, okay, well, what's the point, right? Like, what am I, you know, what am I doing? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I knew that that was, that, that was a huge burden that was limiting in terms of my ability to have some freedom and not be under fluorescent lights uh, for the rest of my life. Um, and so I was determined to, you know, extinguish those as soon as possible. Um, and, you know, did whatever it took, like read a, a ton of different material and uh, online and, and, uh, you know, dabbled with a, a ton of different strategies. Um, but it was, you know, uh, my determination to get rid of that as soon as possible. Absolutely. Now, I have a question because a lot of people, even with a large amount of student loan debt, they don't use their degree. Like I don't directly use my degree either. I never have, not like directly anyway. I mean, I'm sure it has helped me along my journey, um, but I don't use my degree. So do you use your degree currently? Uh, good, good, great <laughs> question. Yeah. Um, you know, here we are at week two of uh, uh, the first time of my my career of not being directly in my de- degree. Um, so the last 10 plus years I've been in uh, finance, uh, working or my career is in finance, working in investment banking and private equity. Um, and, you know, now, you know, now I finally <laughs> migrated away from that, um, building my own websites and working, you know, as an online entrepreneur uh, for my site, theimpactinvestor.com, where I talk about uh, personal finance related strategies with within the sustainability realm. Uh, So my background was awesome. Yeah. So my background was in um, sustainable private equity and infrastructure investing. So things like solar, renewable energies, uh, wind and other renewable energy. as well as uh, energy efficiency and things like that. So well-versed in that topic, I think there's not enough uh, material out there and content out there for uh, people to deploy the right strategies to uh, improve their personal finances, but also have a positive impact on the world. So. Absolutely. So you are still using your degree to a certain extent, <laughs> even if yep. you're, it's not like a corporate job. <laughs> yep. Yep, exactly. Yeah. That's great. So once you had this aha moment and you're like, I just can't keep working like this, like what's the point? What was what were some of the like the first steps that you took to start this journey? Like what uh which debt did you focus on first and how did you get going? Yeah, I I, I took an income approach first of of focusing on how can I how can I increase my income? Like, what are all of the things that I can control? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm a big believer in focus on increasing your income first, because usually that's the hard, hardest and it takes some takes the most time. So I sat down, I went to the drawing board and, um, okay, what will be five sources in, of income um, that, uh, you know, that can sort of shelter my personal finances um, and help extinguish debt? And so I, I, I went to the drawing board, 
mapped all of that out um, and then started attacking with various income from both my day job, but then you know other sources, um, I extinguished the highest interest debt first. I'm a numbers person, so yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, at the end of the day, I want to optimize every you know um, return and and you know push down my weighted, what I call is the weighted average cost of debt or cost of borrowing for for me. And so, like, if I can make that the look you know the lowest as possible, um, then you know it's it's easier to invest the money that's going to you know uh, capture a spread above that you know cost of borrowing, right? Absolutely. Um, so basically optimize your personal finances. Yep. So which debt uh, was that for you? Do you remember? It was, um, I actually had, so I found out later, right? When I started digging into my personal finances, I was like, um, I found out later that one of the loans were actually, was actually a private loan that, you know, wasn't, you know, government sub subsidized. So it had an extremely high interest rate. And um, I refinanced right away, right? When I was like, wait, this is way too high of an interest mm -hmm. rate. Um, and so I refinanced, um, but then even that was higher than, you know, the government subsidized student loans. Um, and so just a, just a little bit, but I started attacking that one as fast as possible. Um, um, I, I think it was with SoFi, um, I used SoFi for the refi. And so I started paying off that student loan first um, um, and then attacking some of the government, uh, like Navient types, type student loans. Awesome. So um, even though you were focusing on the highest interest rate first, you focused on just one loan at a time, right? Yes. Awesome. Yep. So it sounds like you started on your student loans first, but each individual loan, because a lot of people, if you haven't refinanced like all of them into one big loan, you'll have like a whole bunch of smaller loans. So um, it sounds like you kind of focused on each individual loan within the student loans. And then what did you do next? Yeah. And so I focus on each individual tranche and paying those down by the highest interest rate. And then, um, it took a long time, right? So um, to, to chip away. And it felt like there's moments, right, where you think that you're close. And then there's other days where it, it seems like you're miles away. Mm -hmm. um, but at the end of the day, you can't lose focus of the importance or have urgency, right? Like in every small realm, right? If Even if it's just a small thing like cashback app or something, um, you know, and you get an extra 20 bucks, um, I, you know, immediately would just put that to student loans. I mean, every dollar counts, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I knew that once I kind of calculated the run rate that I was paying off my student loans or prepaying them, um, I was like, I, I developed even more urgency. I got this like leg up um, because I was like, this is going to take years. Like, this isn't going to be, this isn't like something's got to give here. Mm -hmm. Um, so one, you know, income source that I um, was enjoying was sort of passive income online and sort of this whole world of kind of online entrepreneurship and uh, the whole concept of blogging. And so um, so I had a site and, you know, um, was earning you know a decent amount of passive income and all of that was going to student loans. And so um, I decided to kind of learn more, think about how I could um, grow this, you know, grow this income even more, um, because if. If that income goes up, um, um, it means more to the student loans, which shortens the time period. Um, but 
I want to one one other point in addition to the side hustle is that um, one thing that was in front of me was also doing my best at my day job to convey my importance or um, you know uh, convey my basically my 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 worth to the company right. Asking for a raise and, and things like that are very important for people to to evaluate each year. Um, that's something that's right in the, your hands. You should, it's, it's important to make sure that you're being paid um, relative to market rates, right? Um, and so that was something that, you know, I always kind of wanted to make sure that I was sort of moving along that path and doing what I could to kind of advance my career in addition to, you know, some of those side hustles. I know that's a lot, uh, but... Uh, one of, those are the two kind of prongs that I really focused on to accelerate that uh, that timing of paying off the loans. That's great. So during this time, how much do you think, and it could be percentages if you don't want to talk about specific numbers, but how much did you actually increase your income um, once you started this journey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, between all, in, basically all income sources, I think I had percentage-wise, it was like, I wanted to at least increase my income by 10% each year, at least. Um, and so it ended up being certain years, like a 20% increase um, because, but then, the, you know, 20 to 30. And then obviously as the percentage, the first year you start on that increase goal, if you have a low start, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that percentage is going to be high. And then future, you know, subsequent years, the percentage is going to be lower because you're starting off of a, you know, a higher point. Right. Um, right. So it was like 30% increase, then like, you know, uh, call it like 15 and then 10. And then I tried to maintain a 10% increase goal. Um, and so that was important to me just to make sure. And then also cutting, not cutting expenses, but maintaining expenses as much as possible um, without, you know, sacrificing um, my lifestyle. That's great. So as you increased your income, you tried to maintain your expenses. You didn't have to go like extremely frugal because I, I mean, you don't really know me, but I hate being extremely frugal. <laughs> like I want to enjoy my life. And so if you can do that um, without like sacrificing your life, like you said, you know, by increasing your income, it really helps speed up the process. So I love that you mentioned that. So even though you were um, not cutting expenses, what were some of the things that you still spent money on that you enjoyed while you were still paying off debt? Because sometimes people think they have to like cut all the joy out of their life to pay off debt. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you there on the frugal point. Um, some people would call me frugal, but I have like, I guess a different viewpoint or like a, a baseline of what frugal is because mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of like extreme frugal stuff. Um, you know, I'm, I'm more like, I, would, I like to describe it as like conscious of just like spending and, and uh, you know, keeping the numbers, you know, in my head and, and tallying. Um, and so, yeah. And so with that being said, I, I knew I wanted to still do things. Right. Um, and what's important to me is not necessarily material objects and things, um, but experiences. So where I'd spend my money would be restaurants, uh, entertainment, you know, if I was, when I was living in Chicago during my younger years, um, you know, that's a great city to do a lot of things, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and events and, and so wanted to make sure that I was still doing those, those things, um, as well as travel, uh, travel is a huge part of my life. Um, and so 
that, you know, being that that's such a huge, huge part of my life, that's where the concept of sort of travel hacking and rewards points kind of came into the picture. And that was a perfect fit for me because it's like, that is my biggest expense every year. And so with, you know, various credit card, travel credit cards, um, I was able to finance a, you know, or not finance, but basically use that as a hobby to travel without additional expense. So that ended up being a great way to kind of you know, um, accelerate even more some of that, that savings relative to what would have been, I guess. That's um, awesome. So how long did it take you to pay off your student loans? Yeah, it was less than five years um, from graduation. So I was just in my, right around my mid twenties um, when I paid off the, all the full 60,000 of wow. uh, student loans, yeah. That's great. So you also mentioned that you had a auto loan and you've paid off your mortgage as well. Can you tell us just a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, you know, over the last kind of couple of years, I, I really, that whole concept of online entrepreneurship became more and more important to me. Um, you know, uh, so I dabbled with a few other blogging projects. Um, I also own a, a travel uh, blog uh, right now. Um, but you know, I had previously done a few other blogs that, uh, kind of, you know, did as a side hustle and, and was able to, uh, to kind of scale them up and, 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 and sell them, um, to, you know, to different buyers out there. And so, um, I did that two, two to three times, um, and use every time I did that, right. Use the proceeds to kind of chip away at my mortgage. Um, and even like the income itself, um, from, from those sites, you know, I'd use to, uh, to sort of prepay my mortgage. And um, in the last couple of years, you know, I think it was my uh, big 30th birthday, uh, uh, made a decision to buy a new car. And that was like the first time I'd ever bought like a material object or a new car. Um, for myself, I was driving a you know, super, super old Jetta. Um, and, you know, from, you know, blogging and stuff, I wanted to just pay that off as soon as possible as well. Um, the mortgage was was higher interest and so i paid off that first um but uh but then you know then went to the the auto the auto loan because um, i bought an electric vehicle and so like what's important to me was like being totally free right like having no like bottoming out my expenses to just like lifestyle expenses um and with an electric vehicle it's really cool because you know, I don't go to the gas station or anything. And so it's, it, it's very freeing because there is like an electric vehicle itself is a great way to even minimize your expenses further. There's no maintenance really at all. Um, and you just plug it into your house. Um, and even if you do, or, you know, have to charge out in public, there's a lot of stuff that's free or even, you know, at most it costs you $7. So, um, Pairing that without having a loan attached to it was just like mentally, uh, mentally freeing. Um, and I knew I wanted to, to do that. That's great. So I'm curious, how much has it increased your electric bill? Who good questions. Uh, good question. The, I've been tracking it, but not like super, you know, quantitatively, like I, I should, I should, because I, I want to do an analysis and I, I might actually for, for the impact investor, I might do a, a full analysis of, of, of it, but um, on average, it's about 
$25 to $35 extra uh, per month. Oh, that's um, not bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. Bad yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was really pleased with that. Um, you know, I, I don't drive a ton, though, um, at the end of the day, but, you know, but that's, that's like a tank of gas, you know, mm-hmm. equivalent to like a tank of gas. Ish. Not, not in my car. That's like half yeah. a tank. <laughs> yeah. And so like that's that's yeah, so it's you know, the the tank it gets for it and that's the entire month. So like um yeah, it's very relieving. Uh, and there's ways and strategies that I've been thinking about um of ways to then reduce the electric bill, right? Because then now you're you can drive that cost of your car down even further. Mm-hmm. So as an investor why have you focused on paying off like your mortgage or maybe even low interest rate debt as opposed to just investing that income? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is um, something I talk about with friends and family all the like all the time. Mm-hmm. If you talk to me probably four years ago, I was a person right right after I paid off my student loans. I was person type of person that would say I would never pay off my mortgage given how you know, the interest rates are or how low the interest rates are, um, you know, who would ever do that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because you can invest at a significantly higher return than the cost of the, the, the mortgage. Um, so, but for me, and so like, I had kind of this revelation, right, um, where online entrepreneurship was like, and being location independent was like, my one driving force, like I needed to to get there, um, to be able to, I wanted to be location independent, be able to be in any place where, you know, in the world and, you know, still maintain my lifestyle. Um, and so that was of utmost importance, um, to me. And so I would rather do that than, you know, think about the monetarial impacts, right. Of the personal finance. Cause at the end of the day, if we're not, it was, you know, it's about being happy, right. In, mm-hmm. in life. And so, you don't have that like do- like dollars don't really it, it's a you know make a ton of difference they they can be a gateway to things at the end of the day but um to happiness but like you know i'd rather solve for what you know i know i want versus um kind of toying too much with the numbers game and overthinking it um gotcha. plus with a mortgage you know um you do have an obligation and a lot, you know, sort of a liability, something that, that it hangs out there. So as there, there's sort of a minimalist concept of that's also freeing, right? If you don't have that sort of thought or something hanging over your head that you need to sort of match, um, you know, it's, it, you know, it kind of clears the deck for you. Um, and so by bottoming out those expenses, expenses, the location independence, but then also online entrepreneurship, I could focus every single dollar into on an online business um, and put every single dollar into that rather than having a mortgage be sort of, you know, limiting in a way. Gotcha. Yeah. And that makes total sense. So what have you been able to do now that you couldn't do before now that you're debt free? It sounds like you've quit your job <laughs> and doing, you know, the online business work full time. Um, so I'm assuming that's one of them. Uh, what else? Yeah. So uh, 
finding ways where I can see more of the world, um, meet people in different places, work from different locations. Um, last year, last year I uh, visited ten national parks in ten uh, in ten countries. Um, and so, yeah, mapping out each year, it's just like been a wild ride and a lot of fun as a result of this. And so it's sort of like a blank canvas now of just where, you know, I want, you know, where to go, what to do. And then, you know, having that daily freedom, um, you know, welcome to my, welcome my first uh, child into our family just last year. And so, um, you know, situations where, work schedule doesn't work out or, you know, we need extra care for her. It's, I can, I'm, I'm, you know, easily there. It's dynamic. I can change my schedule, um, take a Monday off if, you know, I feel like it or a Wednesday if the weather's good. Um, and so that's exactly what I wanted at the end of the day is sort of that freedom. Um, and, uh, it's been, you know, a lot of fun already and it's only been, um, you know, a year now. Uh, I can't wait for what's, uh, what's lying ahead. Yeah, that's so exciting. And to be able to just have that freedom over your time and your location, like you can work from anywhere. And that is so freeing. And if you were like drowning in student loans and a mortgage and all those things, that wouldn't be as available to you. Yeah. So what would you tell somebody that is, you know, most of my followers are um, in a lot of debt and a lot of student loan debt um, and they just don't think it's possible for them to be able to do it and they're you know maybe scared to get started avoiding getting started all the things overwhelmed stressed out what would you tell somebody that um, is in that situation about paying off debt maybe to like help them get started inspire them something like that yeah yeah i think i think in general having that sort of um, obligation hanging overhead can be um, a huge motivator to something completely new uh, or a new perspective that or a new path that you just never thought you'd go on. Um, for me, it, I ended up migrating into sort of content websites and, and an online business um, that I never, you know, which which focuses a lot on digital marketing, which I never thought I would be involved in. I always thought I was going to work in finance for the rest of my life. Um, so that opened up a whole new door. And then behind that first door comes another door where um, where now it's like, well, I can look at content websites, but then also think about, you know, software or, or even trying to learn code or something, you know, something. So it, creates this new branch where um, you just don't know where kind of your limits are. Um, and so use that as a, you know, use the end of the journey and what you want um, as your motiv motivating factor of what you can accomplish by, by attacking those student loans. And so it's not going to happen overnight. And so like what you need to do is think about the small steps, right? What, what, what income source or what new new avenue can you do to accelerate that student loan repayment? Um, and as you chip away and learn more, if that becomes a hobby that you know um, that you enjoy, before you know it, 
you're unlocking this whole new perspective on on things in life and learn and learning stuff along the way. Um, I've learned I've you know met a few people that you know started with a like an Etsy store just as a you know they found a project that was an intersection between what they like to do, sort of what made money and what they knew about, right? Mm-hmm. And so they started a, a small Etsy store and you know before you know it it blew up into a full-fledged brand, right? And, you know, they had student loans attached, but now they have this old, you know, whole, whole you know, online business um, at the forefront and, you know, we're able to migrate away from their, their job as well, as well as pay off student loans. And so uh, there's millions of ways to, to find a new sort of online income or in, any income source out there. And so in today's age, and so, um, don't be discouraged. Uh, use it as a motive, motivating factor. And before you know it, you're going to be learning a ton of new things along the way and just kind of follow on, follow on that path. Mm-hmm. So what were some of the, some of the things that you did to stay motivated along the way? Yeah. Um, good. Yeah. That's a really good question. I think what I tried to stay yeah motivated about was, um, still doing the things that I like to do that so don't let those limit you but then also realize that you need you need to stay true to like your budget and so if you can kind of dabble into little for me it was like travel so I'd travel a little bit but not too much right because it's now it's sort of that thing that's dangling out there that I'm like wow that was a lot of fun on that you know that trip saw so much, experienced a ton of new things. You go back and I'm like, I need to go do that again. And (laughs) how can I do that? Eh, Okay, well, um, I should, you know, work hard or work, you know, an extra couple hours on, you know, a side hustle or something to, you know, extinguish that one, you know, that one extra, that one next tranche on on student loans. and then before you know it, kind of reward yourself. Like, okay, I paid that one tranche off. Maybe let's do another trip or whatever your hobby is. And sort of have that iteration where you're kind of tinkering with uh, with what it's like when, you know, what it, what it'll, what it will look like when you're sort of uh, post, you know, student loans, mm-hmm. um, student loan debt-free. And I can't remember if I've already asked you this, but how long did it take you to pay off your student loans? Uh, yeah, it took just a, just under five years. Oh, yeah. Five you years. did tell yep. me that. Yep. <laughs> I was yep. trying to remember. I was like, wait, did I ask that already? Yep. Um, <laughs> now, is there anything else about your journey of paying off debt and now, you know, having that freedom? Um, is there anything else that you'd like people to know? Um. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think there's a lot of options out there for for people today, right? To learn how to, you know, pay off your student loans, how to invest, how to do a little bit of both. Like, don't be afraid to do a little bit of both, um, um, and you know, uh, pair that with different efforts in terms of investing or putting your you know money sustainably in a, uh, in, in the right place um, and doing at the end of the day like personal finance and making decisions today are about making a foundation for a sustainable future for you, for your personal finances. Mm -hmm. Like not, not even just from an environmental standpoint, but like 
your own well-being. And that's that's sustainable, right? Is making decisions where you can live a sustainable life um, about what you want. And so, um, uh, yeah, I'd invite anyone to join me on, on sort of that journey um, by uh, joining my, you know, I have a newsletter where I send out different tips and tricks to uh, sustainable investing and sustainable personal finance, both from an environmental impact, but also sort of like social and governance and even your own personal well-being. So um, I'd invite others to kind of join me along on that journey. Um, and uh, um, you'd be surprised at you know how much it can sort of unlock new things for, for you. Mm -hmm. And we'll link to everything in the show notes as well. Um, and I always ask people towards the end um, about your favorite nonfiction book, um, just to kind of help inspire people, push them along. You know, we're always learning on this journey. Do you have a favorite uh, nonfiction book? Yeah, it's sort of like my, it's kind of, it's a little nerdy because it's just kind of like my personal, it's like, it's my, my finance you know, um, thing that kind of, you know, gets me excited. It's, it's the intelligent investor by Benjamin Graham. Um, it's sort of like that holy grail for me that sits on the, you know, by my, by my office or in my living room. Um, that's always there, you know, it's, it's a really old book. Um, but it basically co covers concepts of just different like value investing or how to think about businesses, right. And the way that they're sort of run and, and, and how you can kind of optimize value. Um, I haven't looked at it in a very long time, actually, but I, you know, it was very inspiring for me when I was sort of graduating college because it translated then into like tangentially into my personal finances. It was like, how can I optimize sort of my, my personal finances and almost run it like a business? And, mm -hmm. and then that itself, right, ended up translating into unlocking value for, you know, what I wanted in life, I guess. And so, um, yeah, it's a drier read. It's a dry book, um, but it's <laughs> very dry book. It's, it's, it's like a, um, yeah, it's like a, 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 you know, encyclopedia almost, but um, it, you know, it has a lot of good concepts to think about in terms of investing um, and, you know, unlocking value, if you will. So. That's great. So I will link to that in the show notes as well. So um, I know you've mentioned your website. Is there anywhere else you'd like people to kind of learn more about you or follow your journey? Yeah, no, I would, uh, you know, encourage people to, uh, yeah, check out my website, the, the impactinvestor.com. Um, I'm also on Twitter uh, at the impact investor, um, as well as uh, Instagram and YouTube. Um, so find me on socials as well, if you'd like to find out, you know, join me a little bit more on my you know, personal side of what I'm doing on a daily basis. Well, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us today and helping inspire other people to pay off debt as well. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on, Ashley. This is a, a lot of fun. Thanks. Bye. Thank you to Kyle for being with us today and sharing his inspirational story. And I hope that you are now motivated and ready to get started on paying off debt. So don't forget to join the waitlist for the Debt Paid Off Made Easy course that'll be opening up very soon. Join the waitlist at budgetsmadeeasy.com slash join so that you know right when it opens because I'm going to have some fun 
bonuses and prizes if you get in early. Talk to you next week.